Hello everyone and welcome back to A Sweet Sunrise, a podcast all about mental and physical wellness. I'm your host, Callie Dane, and I live in Florida where the heat is absolutely brutal right now, but you know what? We're getting those summer workouts in anyway. Dusty's been pushing me with the running. I've been trying to stick to early morning or kind of late evening runs so the heat doesn't completely kill me, but my pace is going down so I think it's been going pretty well. Um, I'm sitting here on Dusty's new gaming setup. He bought this new microphone stand that I think is going to really work out. It's super nice and I don't have to sit really close to the desk anymore so I can just lay back. Got my iced coffee so if you hear that clinking, I apologize. I just thinking that it was a little ASMR. So today we're going to be talking about all things college, but before that, of course, I want to get into our weekly segments. So number one, what's going on with me? Um, I oddly think that doing this podcast bi-weekly has been helping me a little bit with speaking. I am generally pretty good at speaking when it comes to school and stuff, but um, kind of going off the cuff I think is a little more challenging for me. So I did a presentation last week, I think it was last Friday, um, on a book that we were reading for one of my English classes, and we honestly killed it. It was amazing. We had an hour and 15 minutes to, to take up the entire class period, and we filled that entire hour and 15 minutes, and I thought there was absolutely no way we were going to be able to fill up that whole time, but we did it, so honestly, shout out to my group, my group mates, because that was really impressive for me. She hasn't put in a final grade yet, but if she doesn't give this an A, then I'll be pretty upset because she came up to us after and said, you guys set the bar really high. That was a really good presentation. I'm like, so I'm expecting that A and I'll be kind of upset if I don't get it. I've been feeling a lot better with stress and burnout because my work hours finally got cut. I put in that request about two weeks ago, so the schedule that's out now is finally my lowered hours, so I'm not going straight from school to work and having those 11-hour days, which was super stressful. So I have more time to focus on my hobbies and kind of relax, so that'll probably mean more content since I get time to work on it. I know I'm really late on the Kardashian game, but I just started watching Keeping Up With The Kardashians. Okay, I started watching the new one, The Kardashians, on Hulu, and I absolutely fell in love with it. I had never paid attention to any of the Kardashians before. I was literally just like, oh, those are fucking annoying people, you know, I'm not gonna watch. I'm not gonna watch those people that don't even have talent, they don't even have real jobs, stuff like that. And then I was just like, I love this. I finished the whole season really fast, and then I went back and started watching Keeping Up With The Kardashians, and I watched like season 15 through the end, and now I like went back in time because I wanted to watch more, I didn't want to be done, so now I'm on, like, season nine, and everything is so funny, like, Kim and Kanye are, like, just getting married, they got proposed to, Kylie's literally, like, 16, Kendall's just starting modeling and moving out of the house, it's, it's crazy, but I'm late to the game, so if you have any, like, episodes that I should make sure to watch or look out for, let me know. I've also been really into trying some new skincare. I went to Sephora the other day and splurged, I got the Ole Hendrickson Cold Plunge Pore Mask because I saw one of my favorite influencers uses it. And it's so nice so far. It was $40, but it's not like it's a good amount of product. It'll last me for a while. And I really only like to use clay masks like once or twice a week, but it felt amazing. It was like 
I don't know if this makes sense, but it was like mouthwash for your face. It was like, it was like minty. It was actually like made my face feel super cold and nice. So I'll let you know how that goes later on when I'm using it for longer. So what I'm working on this week is not letting the little things stress me out. This was a big thing last week and the week before too when I was really stressed with work and school and both of them taking up so much time. I felt really burnt out and so like every little thing that got in my way it was just like literally the end of the world. So I tend to think like literally everything is the end of the world, like any tiny little problem and something I work on in therapy. So you know we do like box breathing, we sit and we think like this is all or nothing thinking, it's not realistic, these little tiny problems are not all or nothing. There are compromises, there are ways to work it out. So I'm really trying to get into my breathing and work on that this week and feel a little more relaxed. Food I'm obsessed with, uh, moving on, is definitely going to be the Chobani yogurt, the Greek yogurt flips. I got into those a while ago because the kid I was babysitting liked those in his lunches and I always packed his lunches. And when I started eating dairy again, I was looking for something healthy and you know that had protein and good amount of calcium i was also looking for something that could like sub as a dessert too that wasn't like terrible for you so i started eating them and they're amazing they taste amazing there's like maybe one or two flavors that i would stick away from but it's just because i don't like those flavors my favorite is the red velvet cupcake ones it tastes like i'm actually eating like red velvet pudding or something it's the best. The cookies and cream is also really good. Cookie dough is fine. Um, key lime pie is amazing. Definitely like that one. And then I think my second favorite is going to be Boston cream pie. That one is really good. So I get like three of those for the week right now in my grocery haul. So moving on. A, uh, a product I'm obsessing over is this BB cream that I've been using. I can't remember the actual name of it, but I will let you guys know eventually. It has salicylic acid in it. It might be Maybelline. I'm not sure. But it has really good coverage and it has salicylic acid in it. So it's fighting acne. Like it's fighting existing acne that's on my face and it's preventing acne from forming. So if I'm going to wear makeup on my face, that's what I wear on my face. It's really easy to blend in. It's been working really well for me and I have really sensitive acne prone combination skin like you name it. My face will flare up with like the tiniest bit of makeup, so I really have to be careful about what I use. All right, so getting into the beef of the episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about college in general, and then I have basically three main topics that I'm going to talk about, especially if you've seen the title, you know. So I'm going to talk about making friends, grades, and drinking. All pretty common college stuff, but just kind of in general. When I moved to college a few years ago, like, it can be really stressful. I thought I was completely 100% ready, but that turned out to actually really not be the case. I was super homesick, and it had a huge impact on my mental health. I was literally crying myself to sleep every night, and this is before I was with Dusty, so I didn't really have someone to, like, talk to, so it was really bad. And it got a lot harder when I broke up with my ex about a month after we both moved to Gainesville. He like helped me move in my new apartment and everything and it was like it was weird it's like I went from my mom to like relying like on him too because she was I have a really close relationship with my mom and she was like now three hours away and so I don't know it was a really weird mix for me 
I was ultimately unhappy in the relationship, and that's why I broke up with him. So I know it was the right call, but it was still really hard. It was a really hard decision to make because it was like, I'm cutting off a big part of my support system that's in Gainesville. I was with him for over a year. We graduated high school together. We dated all through senior year. We had the same friend group, which was kind of a mess. And um, we started at the same college together, obviously. And when you're with someone for that long, it's really hard to let them go like just like that. I went, uh, I wasn't in love with him anymore, but he was still like a safe person to me. And especially having mental health issues, I didn't really feel like I have anyone else. So we were still maybe oddly close for a couple weeks after the breakup because I was such like in a scary new place and I felt like everything was unfamiliar and I was clinging to him because he was what I knew and what I was familiar with. And I really wish, like looking back, I really wish I had been strong enough to not do that because looking at it from his point of view, it must have been really confusing for him to see me so unsure. And I could tell that he started thinking we were gonna get back together And my friends eventually helped me to slowly let him go and stop talking to him. I remember sitting in my, I I think it was Miguel's car. I remember sitting in Miguel's car with Dusty and my sister and Miguel before, obviously before Dusty and I were an item. And we were saying, and I was talking about like, yeah, I'm still kind of like really attached to him, my ex. And I don't really know what to do. And Miguel, like, I'm really glad he said this. He kind of just gave me the tough love and was like, you need to stop talking to him because it's not fair to him. And it's only going to, like, really confuse yourself. So I really thank Miguel for that now, and I'll always remember that. And that's when I really ultimately felt like, yeah, this is what I have to do, and I really have to stop talking to him. And obviously, I ended up finding love just a few months later with a close friend. But that's another story. If you want to hear more about that, you're going to have to listen to episode two of Dilf Hunters, my podcast with my sister. It's available on Spotify, and I'm going to work on trying to get it on Apple Podcasts because I finally figured out that process. So this podcast, A Sweet Sunrise, is now available on Apple Podcasts. You can listen to it there, too. Please give a rate and review if you can. But anyway... The part in, like, the point in me telling you all this is that relationships and friendships are going to change in college, and you may think everything will be the same, but I promise you it won't. If nothing else, you're going to go through big changes yourself, and you won't be exactly like your high school self, and that's completely okay. That's what's supposed to happen. College is about learning, growing, and finding yourself. So don't rush or fight it. Like, it's going to just roll with the tide. It's going to happen. You're going to change. Other people will change. And you are fi- and you will find your people. I promise. It will help you become your most authentic self. And you will feel 100% better. So kind of getting into it, I want to talk a lot about making friends. Sorry, I need a coffee break. But making friends was a huge issue for me, especially in my freshman year. And really into my sophomore year. Freshman year and sophomore year, I think because of COVID, really kind of clumped together and it was like one big freshman year which like sucks freshman whether it be high school or college freshman year is just usually not a good time for someone but my freshman year I was convinced that I wasn't going to make any friends I was really introverted awkward and extremely homesick I lived with my best friend and I'm so glad that I did and I was able to have that opportunity but I lived with my best friend who was a year ahead of me, and so she had kind of established friends, she had established places, she liked to go out, and she was 
she is the complete opposite of me. She's super extroverted, and I was super introverted. And I don't know how, but for some weird reason, I became an extrovert, and I don't know how that's possible, but it definitely happened. So she was a year ahead of me, and she helped my social anxiety a lot. I didn't go out a lot, but I always ended up having fun when she, like, kind of pushed me and did get me to go out with her. She also made me do, like, an actual hip-hop dance class at UF in, like, the gym where you can, like, sign up for those classes. It was, (laughs) thinking back on it and just how I must have looked. It was a workout class, so it was, like, it was, like, hip-hop dance, but it was, like, actually, like, you're gonna burn calories, like, and I was, like, oh, it's not gonna be that bad. I run, I do whatever, and I was, like, not able to keep up, but it was at the UF gym, and I definitely couldn't keep up, but I did have a great time, so if you go to UF, you should definitely check one of those classes out. I had no memory of the name of our instructor. I did it twice, and there were two different girls, but they were both great. But the best times um, Alyssa and I had together were just hanging out and being goofy in our own apartment. It was so awesome to just have that space, the two of us, and especially after I got out of my long-term relationship, it was really nice to just have that girl time and be, like, silly and stuff in our own apartment. I was like, we're adults. This is our own space. Like, you know, we're going to have fun and stuff like that. And it was it was really nice. She was a huge help to me, and I really couldn't imagine a college experience for myself without her. But aside from her, I was pretty lonely, like I said. My classes were online, so I didn't have any in-person classmates to talk to. It was and when the once I started and once I started dating Dusty, he was three hours away in my hometown, which really sucked, and I didn't know anybody on campus. I went to Braden River High School in Bradenton, and surprisingly, after like I got a, after like when I started going to campus more and realizing this, there is a large Braden River population there. And for this being the best school in the state, I it makes me really proud to have gone to Braden River especially because Braden River gets a bad rap in our county for being like, yeah, it's a druggy school, like it's, I don't want to send my kids there, that type of thing. But there are so many Braden River alumni at UF, and it just makes me really proud. Like, at least once a week, in a school of like literally 40,000 people, I will see someone that I knew from high school, and it's, it's just really nice, and it makes me proud. But once I started, um, I I did start to meet people through Alyssa, and I visited Dusty a lot, and I started making, um, started talking to people in in in-person classes once I started going, and I started to kind of make friends and come out of my shell. But it wasn't, it wasn't, like, really a lot. It was about, like, then that I decided I might want to join a sorority, and I know it's really not for everyone, but people like me that are kind of introverted and you know don't meet people super easily it was a huge help and I suddenly like once I got in and you know accepted my bid and everything it was like I suddenly had such like a ready amazing group of friends that were like-minded we like to go out have fun and my sorority is a service sorority so community service like in general whether it be in high school or now it's just really good for my soul it makes me feel really good and awesome to be able to like help people in the community whether it be at home or in Gainesville and I'm so glad I did this and yeah I joined a sorority like the beginning of my junior year so I was one of the older girls in the sorority but I definitely wasn't the only one there were a lot of juniors that were joining 
And I'm really glad that my sorority is Omega Phi Alpha, and it's like the most accepting group of people ever. And I was really glad that there were a lot of other juniors that I made friends with. There were a lot of freshmen, too, that were coming in. There were a lot of freshman pledges, but it was... It was just amazing. It was it's super diverse, and I was really happy about it. So, like, it is a, joining a sorority is a really good way to make friends. I would just be careful and make sure that it's a good fit for you and that it's not a toxic environment. Because I know a lot of people that end up rushing or something like that, and they just feel really like discriminated against. They feel like they're not cool enough, and you should never feel like that. I would just cut that out if you start feeling like that and be like, yeah, this is not the sorority for me. But beyond sororities, another great way to make friends, especially if you're not into the sorority idea, is joining clubs on campus. There are literally hundreds of clubs on every college campus, even if you feel like you don't see them or you don't see ads for them. UF has a club for, I think, just about everything, and it's amazing. I'm not part of a ton of clubs, but I did look into a lot And I did meet a few really cool people and professors through the English Society at UF. And I was a part of the Criminology and Law Honor Society for about a semester. And that was really cool, too. And we got to hear from a speaker, like, once every two weeks. And it was honestly a really good experience and really insightful. Uh, I also was a part of GAP and still am a part of GAP, which is Gator Against Poverty, which is such an amazing club that helps fight poverty and food insecurity on campus and in the surrounding community. My bestie, Alyssa, was president last year, and she did such a great job, and she was such a strong leader. I was so proud of her. Um, so yeah, if you're on UF, if you go to UF, uh, check out Gator Against Poverty. It's a really awesome organization, and the new president, Isabel Busey, is going to do amazing this year. But all that being said, I highly encourage anyone in college looking to make friends to look into joining an on-campus club. It's 100% worth it. Most of the clubs I was in met weekly or bi-weekly, included a lot of fun bonding activities so you can really get to know one another. And then also from the professional side, there are usually a lot of speakers and kind of opportunities. College is all about connections, so when you're looking for a job later, you can be like, oh my god, I know this person and they have an in here. It's like, that's the whole thing, like post-grad and in the professional world. Okay, so I want to talk a lot about academics now. And basically how to stay on top of your grades without putting too much pressure on yourself because that was a really big struggle for me. First off, what I'm going to say is this. Your best is all you can do. If you know that you put in the time and effort, then you did your job. Since middle school, I've lived with a lot of academic pressure and I think it's it really got unhealthy at times. I really thought that my grades were a direct reflection of my self-worth and that's just not true. I would worry about literally every single assignment and if I got anywhere from like a B plus down, then I would think that I was an absolute failure and that my parents weren't going to respect me anymore, which is not true. And basically everything, everything that you could think of that's like self-deprivating, like like beating yourself up, that's what I would think. Anything around that. I still struggle with it a lot, don't get me wrong, but it got to the point where that if I got a bad grade or missed an assignment, it felt like the world was ending and I started to actually hate myself. Dusty will tell you, <laughs> even in college, if I miss like a discussion post or something, I will shut down for the rest of the day. 
And it's gotten better. It has gotten better. But it's bad. Even if I skip a class, which I did this morning, and that's okay because I was having stomach pains, and I go to class 90, 99% of the time. But you know what? In college, people do not attend every class, and not a lot of professors even take attendance. My friends <laughs> will probably go to like one class a week, maybe, and I'm out here getting my ass up at 7.30 every morning <laughs> to go to summer classes every day. So I gave myself a little break, and knowing when you need a break is a big deal. But since, you know, I started to like hate myself for doing mediocre or bad on assignments or missing assignments, I've learned that I'm a human being and I'm not going to be completely on top of things all the time and that I'm doing my best and that's really all I can do. I have so many great academic accomplishments that I'm really proud of and that 2% of the time where I stumble really doesn't matter when you look at the big picture. Mistakes don't define your academic journey and failure is a big part of education because you learn and you grow from it. I know a lot of people, especially in high school, that really thought that getting into an Ivy League or a great school was going to be the end-all be-all for them. And I watched so many people that I was friends with too, but you can't really be friends with them because they won't have the time to be friends with you. It's just you sit there and you watch them in class and they always know the answer. They always have their color-coded notebooks and stuff. Like, you know that girl. You know that guy in high school. And now I'm sitting here thinking, that must have been absolutely miserable and you must have had no free time. You probably didn't have any friends. And yeah, you might have gotten into that Ivy League school, but was it worth it? Like, are you happy now? (laughs) And I was never really that far because I had other things going on. I had a lot of family uh, that I was in touch with and I had a lot of family issues in high school, but I was also doing stuff like I had friends. I would go out with my friends and I was on track. I was on cross countries and I was, I wrote for the new school newspaper. So I had these other responsibilities that weren't academic too. And yeah, they have those, those kids have those resume builders like they might have written for the school paper, but they're not doing anything that's going to like, that's like a hobby. That's like bettering themselves from a non-academic point of view. Like they probably never did a sport or something like that that was good for their physical health or something, something along those lines. And I just wonder how miserable they were, how miserable they made their high school experience and really where that got them today besides that Ivy League title. No hate to any of them, but I don't think that's healthy, (laughs) and I hope that they realize that now. (laughs) All right, so I started taking, a little bit about me, I started, like, taking college-level courses when I, and that, like, would literally earn me college credit, so I did AP, but I know there's IB and ACE, I think, and a couple other things in Florida, but I started taking college credit courses my freshman year of high school, and the pressure was insane. Memorizing piles of notes seemed like life or death, literally, and most of the teachers were tough, and that was a lot for a 14 or 15-year-old, especially when, because of the pressure, they start to think that they're not good enough unless they have that A. And I'm not knocking my parents for putting me in those, and putting me on that academic track. It's really the best decision on the outside. I just don't think they truly realized how much pressure I was under and how much 
it affected my mental health. They definitely saw me struggle with academic anxiety. Like, God help them, because in high school, I would, like, break down all the time over the tiniest little thing. And to be completely fair, I was always anxious as a kid. So maybe they just didn't connect the dots that it was, like, literally a lot to do with academics. But it was probably pretty hard to tell what was actually bothering me, you know? As far as academic advice as far as advice for academic success, I should say. Number one is try your best and be at peace with your best and what your best is because that's what really matters. Yes, it is going to be hard. It is going to be challenging. But you shouldn't hate literally everything, especially in college. You're going to be stuck working through subjects that you don't like, but there should also be those other subjects and those other areas of interest that you feel like you flourish in. If you don't feel that way, You should broaden your horizons and look into other majors or minors. If you feel absolutely stuck and you're not enjoying anything, gen eds are like gen eds and you're probably not gonna not gonna enjoy most of them. But if there's literally no class or no area of a class that you enjoy, you gotta fix something. You gotta talk with an advisor. And that's what advisors are there for. All right, number two is don't be afraid to change your major. (laughs) Seriously. People are really scared about it. But you know what? Everyone ends up doing it anyway. Even if you think you are dead set on what you want to do, you graduate high school and you're like, yes, this is what I did. I graduate high school. It's like, yes, I'm going to be a journalist. I'm going to write for National Geographic. I've been preparing this, preparing for this my entire high school career. And I know exactly what I want to do. I thought as an incoming freshman that I knew 100% that I was going to be a journalist and I was going to write for whatever and I was going to marry my ex. And now I have two completely different majors and found the real love of my life after a lot of personal growth, believe me. Uh, College changes everything. Number three is utilize your resources. I already kind of talked about this with advisors, but if you're struggling, use office hours because you're already paying for them and you're paying a lot for them. Same with advisors. You're paying for those services, so use them and don't be afraid to use them. They are there to help you. Most universities also offer great tutoring resources. Like there's it might be the University Writing Center at UF, but you can literally take them your essay and they will go through and help you with it. And that's huge, especially if you're not an English major and you're not really used to writing papers. But those resources are there at your disposal. They are for you, you are paying for them. So lastly, I wanna talk a little bit about drinking in college because peer pressure does not end after high school, sadly. And people will try to pressure you to both go out and to stay in. So make sure you're doing what you actually want to do in that moment. Even if you go out like pretty much every weekend and someone is like, okay, there's this party, let's go. And you're like, ah, I kind of want to stay in tonight. And they're like, but you always go to the party. You always go to the party. You're like, no, I'm, uh, I'm actually going to stay in tonight. Stick with your guns and vice versa. If you always stay in and maybe your roommate wants to like stay in and watch a movie, but you're really amped up and you want to go out, go out. That's totally fine. Just make sure you're doing what you want and that you're making your college experience what you want it to be. When it comes to drinking, the most important thing is staying safe. I've heard of too many girls getting roofied or taken advantage of, and it's sad that we have to be so vigilant, but we do. It's the world we live in, and it's the reality of the situation. Never leave your drink alone. This is repetitive. Your parents probably told you this a hundred times, but I'm going to say it because I feel like it's necessary. 
Never leave your drink alone and always make sure a trusted person knows where you are at all times. I see a lot of people neglecting this in college. <clears throat> My sister. She will go out till like three in the morning, especially when she lived here, and not tell me where she was. She was like, yeah, I'm coming home at like 6 p.m. 3 a.m. rolls around. Her dog like is scratching at my door. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I have to call her. She's not answering. I text her. She's like, oh, I ended up staying at so-and-so's house. Like, tell your roommate that. Tell somebody that so that they know you're not dead. If I go out with the girls or without Dusty, I will text him and tell him where I'll be throughout the night. If we're at this club, I'll text him I'm at this club. If I'm in an Uber, I'll text him that we're in an Uber. If we switch clubs, I'll be like, oh, we're at this club now. Just so you know. Another option is sharing your Uber notifications with a friend or, like, a family member so that they know when you're getting in the car with someone. Uber is sketchy, but it's the best option because never drink and drive. So if you're going alone, I would really try and go with someone else or in a group. But if you're going alone, like I'm Ubering, I usually Uber alone to my friend's apartment before we go out because we can walk from her apartment. I set it up so that, I said, I don't remember how you do it now, but I set it up so that my parents get a notification whenever I'm getting in an Uber. So that's like set up in the app. You can set that up for every time you get an Uber. Even if I'm with someone, it'll like ping on their phone that I'm getting in an Uber at this time at this location. So I think that's a really huge, a really huge plus to the Uber app. So besides safety, prioritize having fun and feeling good. You don't need to feel guilty about partying and drinking as long as you're staying healthy, prioritizing school and not doing it every single night, obviously. What works for me as a senior in college, so like, I like to think I've matured a little bit. I got into partying a little later in college than most people did, so like, I guess junior, late, late sophomore year, early junior year were probably my more my more partying, you know, times. But as a senior in college, I drink only on the weekends. This is just something that helps me because I'm really busy during the week and I have a lot on my plate, so I really need to focus on those days and I don't want something to take that focus away. I'm also on a health journey, so I don't want my body to have to process alcohol and those sugars more than three days a week because it really just doesn't make me feel good. On another note, if you follow my TikTok, you know that I have a strong family history of alcoholism, and I post about that a lot because I think it's really important to talk about. And because of that, I'm a person that needs to be really careful when it comes to alcohol because it's affected so much my family so severely. So I need to be careful about alcohol consumption and making sure that I never feel dependent on a substance, whether that be alcohol, marijuana, any other drug type thing, even food. I need to be careful because I know that addictive strain runs in my family. And drinking only on the weekends may not be something I do forever. It's just what's working for me now. And disclaimer, I'm not telling you that that's what you should do. I'm just telling you what works for me in this moment of my life. I've been doing this for a few months now, and I think it's really helpful because I, it's like you're 80 and you're 20. You know, um, 80% of the time I'm eating healthy, I'm working out, I'm doing all the things that you should do, and then that 20%, I'm going out to eat, I'm drinking, I'm eating the dessert, I'm doing, I'm doing the stuff that like makes me have fun. So 
drinking on the weekends is what works for me now and I'm not saying that like I'm sober throughout the week and then I spend the whole weekend plastered no everything's in moderation still I might get drunk I might get tipsy once in a blue moon I might get you know I might cross that line and get really hung over the next day but that's okay as long as everything is in moderation so that's what works for me and my life for the time being I think that's going to be all for today's episode, so thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure to leave a five-star rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are now on Apple Podcasts, so yay, be sure to leave a rate and review on that. So be sure to follow the pod's Instagram also to stay up to date. It is at a sweet sunrise underscore pod. You can also follow my personal account at Callie Dane. That's K-A-L-L-I-D-A-I-N. And my TikTok, where I also share a lot of wellness content at Callie X Dane. Thank you all again for tuning in, and I will see you all next time.